one. Oh, Mets fans. I am so sorry to hear the sad news about Tim Tebow. I know, I know, he was going to bring you to the playoffs, baseball and promised land, the nirvana of baseball. He was going to channel the inner fury of David Wright and lead the Mets to glory, and now he's injured for the season. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. And no, Tim Tebow was not going to meet, lead the Mets to the playoffs, unlike all the other crazy good pitchers they have. Uh, but today on the show, we got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about that is not New York Mets related. Whew, thank goodness. Uh, no, we got to talk about preseason football. That's always fun. Baseball, a lot of stuff happening in the baseball world this weekend, including the Field of Dreams? What? We're going to talk about it. No worries, friends. And then, of course, we'll talk a little bit about basketball and my boy Carmelo Anthony. So stick with us because sports, sports, sports starts now. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago, and this is Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Whew, Drago. For those of you that are new to the program, we're going to talk all about all our favorite sports action from this previous week and weekend, while giving you some insight onto what to look forward to during the next week slash weekend. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can find us on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook and the Facebook. I always forget one. Looks like I got all four today. Perfect. <clears throat> and for those out there who did not hear about my new podcast, it's called Big Spoon, Little Spoon. It's uh, myself and, and my good friend, the young gun, Jamie Grum, who's been on the show a few times in the past, uh, just talking about randomness. Uh, our first episode was all about the future and future technology and, and all that fun stuff. So if you're interested in that, <clears throat> I would give us a listen. I totally would. So uh, again, that's Big Spoon, Little Spoon. Now, I had a good weekend. What did I do? Um, hmm. I went to up to upstate New York, saw some family up there, uh, hung out with uh, my wife's family, and, and got to see some, some crazy dog action, my dog getting along with their dog, and yeah, it was crazy. <clears throat> Nuts. Yeah, but I'm back here, back in Philly. Good old land of eagles and Phillies. Actually, I'm going to the Phillies game this week. They're going to play the uh, play in the Cubs, so that should be exciting. All right, we'll get into all that. In fact, we'll we'll just jump right into baseball. Is that cool with you? It's cool with me. All right, let's talk baseball. All right, this weekend's games. Let's start with the Orioles. <laughs> oh, the Orioles. Can things get worse for this team? I, I really don't know. So they lost three to two to the Astros. They lost on Saturday. They lost. 23, 23 to two to the Astros. 23 to two. I'm, I'm saying that correctly. Okay. Um, and then today they gave up a, a quote unquote little league home run, um, early on in the game. They were losing. It was ba basically really bad throwing error. Did not go their way. But Rio Ruiz with a ninth inning home run. He's really what, uh, what gave the Orioles the win here. And, of course, speaking of the AL East, you have the Red Sox, who have kind of had a rough 
time of it lately. They're on and off. They're in a, this huge series right now with the Angels. Um, Four-game series. They did win the first two games, and they lost Saturday's game. Um, and then they lost today in 10 innings, thanks to uh, Angels call-up Anthony Bemboom. And what a first game for him. He gets the, uh, the walk-off hit, drives in a run, and the Angels end up winning. I apologize about that. It wasn't the walk. It wasn't a walk off. It was the go ahead. He knocked in the go ahead run. Either way, moving on to the Yankees and Blue Jays. Yanks won uh, two of four in this series. They crushed them 12 to six on Thursday. They did lose the next two games, but El Gary returned to the lineup today to provide a beautiful home run. But trust me, we have some more to talk about the Yankees and, uh, mistaken identities. First off, Brett Gardner ejected from Saturday's game. After um, uh, uh, the the umpires thought he was throwing out some expletive at them, turns out it wasn't him. But guess what? He's gonna get a fine anyway, which is ridiculous. But I highly suggest going to watch the video of him uh, going after the umpires after that one because he was pissed. And then Brian Cashman, who of course. When I look at the guy, I think this is definitely a car thief, but apparently NYPD approached him, weapons drawn, ready to pull him in for questioning over, I believe it was a car? They thought he had stolen a car, so some mistaken identity going on in the Bronx this weekend. And the Cubbies, uh, they did okay against the Reds this weekend. They did lose two games. They won 12-5, to then lost 5-2, to then lost again 10-1, to woof. Uh, but they did win 6-3 today. Joe Madden uh, made a statement the other day saying he thinks he's going to be with the Cubs for a couple more years. Well, they better keep winning. Maybe another World Series would be nice. I don't think the Cubs fans want to wait another 116, 18, 400 years. And the Royals and Tigers, two division rivals who are both in severe rebuild modes. Uh, the, the Tigers had a couple wins, uh, strung in a row here. They did win the first two games in this series, but the Royals won 7 and nothing on Saturday and 10-2 today. So, not only are they ahead of them in the standings, but I'd say they're ahead in the, uh, in the, uh, rebuild race as well. And the Mets, they were in a pretty, pretty big streak. It actually put them back in playoff contention. Uh, they had a huge uh, couple weeks, but that streak has come to an end. Nationals beat them today 7-4, but the Mets did get two wins and are now just, I think they're just a game back or a game ahead. We'll look at the standings in a moment. And while we're on the subject of the NL East, the Braves and the Marlins, the Braves lost two games to one of the worst teams in the league. Not really something you want from a division winner, or the, the team that's currently winning the division. They lost 9-2 on Thursday, 8-4 Friday, 7-6. They, uh, they won 8-4 Friday, but then they lost 7-6 Saturday in 10 innings. And then they did win today, just barely 5-4. And the Rangers, uh, they did manage to get one win against the Brewers this weekend. The Brew Crew won 6-5 and 3-2. Um, but Rangers got a win today, one nothing. And the Indians, uh, they got three out of four. They won three out of four games against the Twins. Uh, the Twins just couldn't put it together. And that's unfortunate because now this division is tied. Whereas the Indians went into this weekend with a pretty nice three-game lead. But uh, after 10 innings today, Carlos Santana hitting a nasty home run to put the Twins in their place. Although I should note that it, it wasn't really a home run. It was a grand slam. I mean, that is a home run, but it's a grand slam. It was a grand slam. So, the 7-3, awesome one. Anyway, um, White Sox and the A's. Uh, these two teams heading, heading off 
against each other. Does that make sense? Uh, two shutouts for the A's this weekend. They won 7 nothing on Friday, and today they won 2 nothing. but the White Sox did win Saturday's game 3-2. to And the Cardinals, they had an embarrassing uh, early part of the week. They lost three straight games to the Dodgers. Uh, but they managed to put, pick up those pieces very quickly and beat the Pirates in three straight, six to two Friday, three to one Saturday, and eleven to nine on Sunday. Meanwhile, the Rockies and Padres, they had a, uh, a four game series this weekend with the Padres taking three games. They won Thursday nine to three, Friday seven to one, Saturday eight to five, but then the Rockies finally did something and won eight to three today. And then you got the Dodgers, who uh, they did not sweep the Diamondbacks this weekend. Diamondbacks won 11 games. Uh, 11 games, wow. They won 11 innings on Friday, 3-2, to two, and then uh, they were shut out the next morning, next afternoon, morning, whatever. And then the Dodgers did win today's game. That was 9-3. to three. Rays also uh, continuing to get some wins. Uh, they actually swept the Mariners this weekend, 5-3, Thursday, uh, 5-3 Friday, 5-4 Saturday, and then they won 1-0 as well today. So a couple big wins for the Rays, keeping them in the uh, in the playoff hunt. And you have the Giants and Phillies this weekend. The Phillies uh, won Friday's game, but then they lost Saturday, and now it's uh, top of the second right now between these two teams, and the Giants are head 2-1. to one. I'll actually be at the Phillies game on, um, uh, um, oh my goodness, on, uh, Thursday, Tuesday? I'm gonna be there on Tuesday. They're playing the Athletics, it looks like, so that should be a fun, oh wait, that's the Giants. Who are the Phillies playing? Let's see, I am in the wrong mode. Okay, Phillies are playing the Cubs, oh man, should I wear my Cubs gear to the Phillies game? No, I shouldn't dare, should I? Oh boy, I might. No, I'll get my butt kicked. Uh, so Phillies are playing the Cubbies that day, but uh, that should be exciting. Exciting stuff. All right, let's take a look at the standings. Now, I feel bad. Um, I'm always going with the um, with the American League first. So today, we're going National League for our National League friends out there. All right? Uh, here we go. So Central, let's look at this, the, the NL Central. All right? The Cubs are on top. They're two games ahead of the Cardinals, who, by the way, have one of those wild card slots. And then you have the Brewers and you have the Reds, and you have the Pirates. Reds are actually five games back from the wild card. They could make the playoffs? There's a chance, people. There's a chance. I have some friends from Cincinnati who are probably super pumped about this right now. Pirates, meanwhile, they're out. They've lost eight straight games. No chance. Sorry, gang. No chance. But the Cubbies, the Cardinals on top, and the Brewers, they're on the outside looking in. The Reds are, like, thinking about being on the outside looking in, but not quite there. In the East, the Braves are uh, six and a half games above the Nationals uh, and Mets and the Phillies. All three of those teams, by the way, are within two games of a wild card slot. Nats right now are half a game ahead of the Cardinals. And then you have the Mets in there. They're a game back for the wild card. The Phillies are a game and a half. Phillies haven't really been on the up and up. The Mets certainly are. If you recall last week or two weeks ago, I don't recall at this point, I said they were dead as dust, done, gone in the wind, whatever you want to call it. And, well, they've proved me wrong. Eight and two in their last ten games. The Mets could push their way into the playoffs. And what a story that would be. Uh, moving into the West, you got the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks. Um, Dodgers are obviously ahead, 19 games ahead of the Diamondbacks, who are three back for the wild card. Giants are four back, Padres six and a half, and the Rockies nine. 
Um, realistically, they're a lot closer teams at the moment, but any one of these four, Rockies, Padres, Diamondbacks, and Giants, if they really want to push for it, they could potentially get there. But here's what we're looking for right now as far as a, a playoff scenario. Dodgers would either play the Nationals or Cardinals, depending on who were to win in a one-game playoff. Honestly, I would go with the Cardinals at this point. I just, the Nationals haven't looked good the last few weeks. Um, yeah, they're half game ahead. They have great pitching. The Cardinals look like they're a little bit more of a complete team. Maybe I said something different last week. I don't know, but this is going to change on a week-to-week basis. And right now, I'm going Cardinals. They would play the Dodgers. They'd get the floor wiped with them. Absolutely wiped. The Dodgers look stacked. They're a great team. They just keep winning. They're 79 and 41, which is much higher than anybody else right now. The other two teams that we'd be seeing would be the Braves and the Cubs. I would go with the Cubs. They, um, even though they would not have home field advantage in that game, uh, they have the experience. They have a talented lineup. The Braves are young. They still need a few more years, maybe another year or two of growing to do. Uh, so I would go with the Cubs in that one, but the Cubs and Dodgers, there's no, there's not much competition there. I think the Dodgers, by far, are the National League's best team. Who will they be playing, though, if the this hypothetical World Series were to happen? Let's look at the American League. Uh, in the Central, the Indians have taken their place on top. Well, they're tied with the Twins. Um, but based on how these two teams are playing, uh, I'm going with the Indians as the better team here. They're eight and ten in their last ten. They're eight and two in their last ten games. Um, whichever of those two teams does not make the playoffs is two and a half ahead in the wild card race. Behind them, you have the White Sox, Royals, and Tigers, who are all kind of dead in the water. In the East, the Yankees, again, they are on top by eight and a half over the Rays, uh, 16 over the Red Sox. You know, two weeks ago, uh, the Red Sox looked like they were really pushing themselves towards the playoffs, but now they're 16 back, seven, seven and a half back for the wild card, and they've only won three of their last seven. They're moving in the wrong direction. But, hey, what are you going to do? I'm okay with it because I don't like them Red Sox. Uh, let me lower. My eyes are, like, glowing. Look how bright that is. Wow, that's bright. Sorry for the uh, fans watching our YouTube page. They're probably seeing me being blinded by the backlight on my computer screen so i just lowered it a little bit it's good we're good no worries all right yankees uh yankees on top there in the west you have the astros uh the strows are 10 games ahead for the wild card oh i forgot to mention the reds the rays by the way they're the other wild card team uh behind them are the athletics 10 games back from the astros not much of a chance here but the Athletics are one and a half games back for the wild card. So there is a small chance for them to make the playoffs via the wild card. But beyond that, the only other team that looks like they could make it would be the Red Sox. Um, and so honestly, I think you're going to see the Rays and the, and whoever doesn't win the Central. We'll say right now Twins, because the Twins are technically below the uh, Indians if you're looking at a tiebreaker. So let's go with that scenario as is. Uh, the Yankees are technically just ahead of the Astros, although they have the same record. Uh, so the Yankees would be your first place team. Uh, so they would play either the Rays or the, we'll go with the Twins. And in a one game match, I'm going to say the Twins. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the way they've been crushing home runs, it just, it, it all seems to be falling into place for them. The Rays have looked shaky at times this year, although they're eating two in their last 10. They've won three straight. That you know they have a good team, but they have a young team, and I think the Twins are a little bit more complete. 
Um, so I would go with the Twins in a one-game matchup. Doesn't matter because whoever ends up playing the Yankees is going to get killed. Absolutely murdered. The Yankees are going to be healthy that by that point. By the end of August, it looks like most of their key players will be back and ready to go. Maybe a few will struggle until September, but either way, you're going to have a young, a young, healthy, and well-rested Yankees lineup. And even if they are still hurt, you got the backup guys like Urshel and Tackman and all of them who are crushing home runs from the bench. Then you have the Indians. Uh, and the Indians, they would end up playing the... Um, Oh, man, who is the other team? Oh, the Astros. Yeah, that wouldn't go well for the Indians. Uh, the Astros, with with Verlander and Granke and all of them, the Astros are the better team. And in fact, I think in a series, oh, that makes me sick to my stomach to say, I think the Astros would best the Yankees in a seven-game series. Maybe it'll go seven, just like the last time the two played, but um, ugh, I can't believe I have to say that out loud. I feel disgusted. I feel sick to my stomach. No, I think the Astros, they're the, uh, they're the better team here. That's just, that's how it is. Uh, so yeah, let's say Astros, Dodgers in a World Series. Um, ew. I guess the Dodgers. I guess I'd root for the Dodgers. Sad. Very sad. Now, before we head off to our first commercial break, a couple of baseball house cleaning things. First off, Joe Musgrove's glove. Did anybody see this? He was uh, practicing with this glove the other day. It's it's a golden mitt, and um, it actually has the Infinity Stones from the Marvel movies. Uh, so it almost looks like he's wielding the Infinity Gauntlet as Thanos. It was actually it was pretty cool. I definitely uh, would look up Joe Musgrove's glove because it looks so fire. Uh, <clears throat> Mike Trout's scouting report from MLB. I want to say this was 2K12. Um, basically, Mike Trout is overall, they listed him as a C on the scouting report. So this is, remember, this is from 2012. He was listed as a C. Uh, his contact, con for, for ball contact, he was an F, power F, fielding C. Ooh, a B in speed. And his potential was a D. And then had some specifics here. This was great. It said, if he goes yard more than half a dozen times, be thankful. A competent defender makes the routine plays. He can steal bases, but not as many as the game's best thieves. And could be a decent regular, but nothing more. And Mike Trout, yeah, I'd say the same about him today. Nah, I'm just kidding. That dude is literally the best in the league. White Sox rookie, uh, what's this guy's name? Where'd his name go? Dylan Cease. White Sox rookie Dylan Cease uh, this past week won his first ever game. And congratulations to you, Dylan. That was on uh, Tuesday afternoon, 23-year-old. Uh, he tossed 101 pitches in five innings. He gave up seven hits, two earned runs. He walked a batter, and he had six whole strikeouts. And how did he go celebrate this? Well, he walked over to the local Starbucks in full uniform. Just to throw it in everybody's face. What a boss. And uh, I, I hope the baristas in there, uh, I thought they were, maybe they thought he was kidding. I have no idea. But uh, go enjoy that cup of Starbucks, Dylan. Hopefully it leads to many more wins. This weekend, they announced, actually it was last week, they announced that they're recreating the Field of Dreams. They're going to build an 8,000 seat stadium uh, in, doo -doo 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 where is this? Where is this going to be? Oh my goodness. I had it written down somewhere over here. Hmm. In Iowa. 
essentially recreating uh, the game from the classic 1989 baseball movie. Uh, out in the middle of nowhere in the cornfields of Iowa, they're going to build this small little stadium, and the White Sox and Yankees will be playing in that game. I think it's cool. I, I, I think it's really cool. It's just like when they did the um, the game at Fort Bragg a few years ago uh, down in the Carolinas. Um I don't know. I hope they get to wear, like, some old-school uniforms, although Yankees and White Sox already kind of wear old-school uniforms, but um, at least the Yankees do. But, um, yeah, I don't know. If you have uh, any thoughts on this, email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. And you know what? With that, I think we're going to take a break. And when we return, we're going to talk about which Cowboys star was uh, suspended for PED use. Uh, we gotta talk about this whole Antonio Brown helmet thing. Oh my goodness. And his feet. Did you hear about this cryotherapy injury? Uh, I love it. I love this stuff. Sorry. All right, moving on. We're gonna talk football. We're gonna talk football, football, football. And then, of course, we're gonna get into Carmelo Anthony and basketball after our other break. So stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports. We're gonna be right back. Hey everybody, it is Jamie Grum here. I am just uh, trying to introduce you to a new podcast that I will be in with my friend Nick Drago. Uh, It is called Big Spoon, Little Spoon, and what we're going to do is just pick a random topic out of a hat, talk about it, see if we can learn anything, and uh, just have a little fun. So if you want to contact us, see us, we are going to be on Facebook, Twitter, you can email us at Forks gmail.com and you can also find us on all of your favorite podcast apps look forward to seeing you and welcome back to the show friends um i don't know about you but i was so happy super duper happy to see football back on the screens once again oh Oh, thank God. It's been a long summer of baseball. And I got to be honest with you, I love baseball, but 162 games of the same thing, it just wears on you. Got to see some dudes hit each other a little bit, and I don't have hockey to get that out of me. So, uh, hey, it was good to see football back. Um, why don't we, we'll just quickly recap the store scores. You know, these games don't really mean anything anyway because it's preseason, but uh, let's look at those baseballs. Football scores. Football scores. All right. So, football. Oh, man, am I happy for football to be back. All right, Colts and Bills this weekend. The Buffalo Bills won 24-16, three field goals by Cole Headland. And uh, the Colts, oh, not looking so good without Andrew Luck. You know, I had a dream that Luck was going to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, yeah, well, that's probably not going to happen now. And for my Giants fans out there, congratulations, you beat the Jets in preseason. Who gives a patootie? Sam Darnold looked amazing out there. And so did Daniel Jones. Yeah, one one drive, one touchdown, and then they pulled him. Sam Darnold, same thing. He didn't play very much either. Uh, regardless, uh, 31-22 for the Giants. 
And for the Ravens-Jags, it was field goal of Palooza. Uh, the Ravens absolutely destroyed Jag the Jaguars 29 to nothing. And you have the Browns and Redskins, of course. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he had a touchdown. Exciting stuff, I'm sure, for a lot of friends. Uh, of friends of the Browns, that is. But, uh, overall, Browns won 30 to 10. Again, it's preseason, but, uh, maybe this is a good sign of things to come for Cleveland. Dolphins and Falcons. Now, this may have been one of the more exciting games this weekend. Uh, the Falcons jumped up early on, uh, to, they were by the end of the, by midway through the second quarter, I think they were winning 19 to 10. Uh, the Dolphins came out rip roaring and, uh, tied, it was, uh, all tied up 27 all. And then the Dolphins, uh, Gaskin and, uh, Matt last minute and a half or so comes out with six yard run for the touchdown. And so the Dolphins go on to win. Falcons have not won either of their two preseason games so far. And the Patriots beat the Lions. Blech. 31 to 3, um, Matt Patricia, probably not happy to lose to his former mentor, Bill the Bella Belichick, uh, the Bella the Ball. Uh, Patriots, of course, win 3, 31 to 3 against the Lions. Jermaine Curse, by the way, uh, he's not gonna be playing for a little bit. Uh, that dude is mega hurt. Uh, if I recall, let me see here, cause I took notes, cause I'm a good sports person. Jermaine Curse. Oh, yeah. Broken leg. Whew. That was nasty. Absolutely nasty. It was fifth play of the game. Uh, they had to cart him off the field, and it looked like his leg was going in all kinds of different directions. Oh, yeah. Here's the video here. Um, let's see this thing. I'm watching it now. So, uh, Curse, he's been playing the, in football a couple of years. Um, it looks like he got twisted up here. Oh, man! Oh, God, it's one of those things where his leg goes in, like, 400 different directions. Uh, Curse was with the Jets last year. He was with the Seahawks before that. He's been bouncing around the league. But, uh, <laughs> these kinds of things, they are disgusting to watch. And me, as a physical therapist, I love this stuff. I live for it. And, of course, the... Oh, Eagles lost. Uh-oh! <laughs> All my Philly friends out here are probably not happy about that. Titans win 27 to. 10, although the Eagles did start off with, uh, three points with the, uh, the real starters in. The Titans, man, they came out swinging. 27-10. And the Packers and Texans, the Pack win 28 to 26. Now, they were actually ahead 28 to, uh, 10, but an extra 16 points by the Texans in the fourth quarter at least made it less embarrassing. They, honestly, they kept it, they brought it back close. They did, but, um, Packers just look good. And the Panthers, they won 23-13 to 13 over the Bears. Um, 10 points in the second and third in the fourth for the... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, no, I was looking at the uh, Chicago Bears side. Actually, Chicago was ahead going into the second half, 10-9, uh, 10-6. Um, but two Panthers touchdowns in the second half of the game and a field goal that's... Uh, that's what pushed uh, Carolina ahead. Cardinals and Chargers. The Cards won 17 to 13. Uh, really, the, the the Cardinals were pretty much ahead for most of this game. Um, it wasn't until the last uh, couple minutes that the Chargers uh, even scored anything here. But uh, yeah, 17 to 13. And the Seahawks they beat the Broncos 22 to 14. Uh, 12 points for the Seahawks in the third quarter, and uh, that uh, that's just what pushed them ahead there. Um, 
Yeah, Broncos. Uh, Broncos did win their first preseason game, but uh, now they're one and one. So that's the fun of preseason, though. I mean, none of these games really matter. It's just, I mean, at this point, none of the starters are really playing. Just you know, the first drive or the first quarter. Um, so it's really hard to tell if any of this is going to translate over. And the Buccaneers and Steelers, this was kind of a fun back and forth game. Buccaneers made it really close, two late touchdowns to uh, try and push them ahead. Uh, did not end up going their way, but, um, that's okay. Steelers, Steelers end up winning this one. And not much else to say about these preseason games, but Vikings end up beating the Saints, uh, 34 to 25. By the way, did anybody check out Drew Brees' Madden rating? Because uh, Drew Brees was ranked lower than Andy Dalton. I don't know in what world Andy Dalton is a better quarterback than Drew Brees, whatever age Drew Brees is. Even when he's 99, Andy Dalton will always be the inferior quarterback. Uh, so hopefully some kind of patch or something comes out to fix that because, wow, did they screw that one up. Great, 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 great. And uh, another, a couple of... Um, couple of big stories coming out of the NFL. Christian Wade. He's the uh, former rugby star who's taken his talents to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he actually called uh, the a 65-yard touchdown his first NFL touch. He called it. He said, I'm going to score a touchdown on my first play. And he ended up doing that. And he said afterwards that it was the best feeling in the world. So congratulations, Christian Wade. All right, Robert... Quinn. <clears throat> uh, Robert Quinn was just recently brought on to the Cowboys, and pass rusher is now slapped with a two-game suspension. And and it, essentially, it's for PED use, but they're claiming that it may have been more of a, a mix-up at the drugstore, um, but they're not sure. It said he was testing positive for probenicide, which is a substance that... Uh, is class of uh, classified? Uh, it's it's a substance that that NFL players in the past have used to mask a steroid and other PED use usage. So they're claiming that it was a. Um, oh, apparently, it's prescribed to people suffering from gout. I'm gonna have to keep that in mind next time I get the gout. Um, so so apparently, it's very common actually back in the 80s and 90s. It doesn't come happen. It doesn't happen too much now. Uh, it could have been a pharmacy mix-up. We're not really sure. But either way, he's going to get suspended for two games. Damien, I don't want to say this right. Damien Sheehy Giuseppe, uh, the Cleveland Browns' newest kick returner. He's fighting for that job right now. A few weeks ago, he was basically a nobody on the street. He he literally was jobless, homeless. He was sleeping outside a gym in Miami, Florida, kept working out, kept himself in shape. And apparently a friend, a flag football, a flag football teammate said to him, um, gave him some information on where the Cleveland Browns were going to be practicing. And so he took a pretty big chance, goes to the, goes to the, to the practice center, tells them that he's a friend, that he's a friend of Alonzo Highsmith, who's the vice president of player personnel. And he went and worked out with the team. And it turns out that Highsmith was impressed enough that they invited him to try out again. And uh, now he's competing for the kicker turner position with Antonio Callaway, Dontrell Hilliard, and Dernest, um, Dernest Johnson. And not only that, but his first NFL game, first preseason game against the Redskins, 
he uh, returned a punt 86 yards for a touchdown. So I actually want to thank uh, Johanna Drago, my wife. She's the one who pointed that story out to me. I thought it was pretty darn cool. I don't know about you. I do. I think it's pretty cool. All right. Can we talk about this Antonio Brown thing? Please. Please, when we, can we talk about this Antonio Brown thing? So, so last week, uh, Antonio Brown had some kind of weird foot injury. He spent too much time in a cryotherapy chamber, which is literally a vat of ice-cold water. Um, it's too much time in there, and so his extremely cold feet ended up developing frostbite. And so he's been held off the field for that, but then a different story came out, and this might be the real reason we haven't seen Antonio Brown practicing yet with the Raiders, or even, uh, or take the field with them. Um, the NFL, you know, every couple of years they change their helmet policies to be as safe as possible and avoid concussions. And Antonio Brown is not happy with the current policy. Apparently the helmet he's been playing with for the last 10 years is no longer legal. Now, Brown is very upset about this and claims that the new helmet doesn't provide him with enough visibility. And so he feels like he can't play the game at the same level as he could without the helmet. So he's demanding that the NFL allow him to play with his old helmet and will hold them responsible. If he has to play with the new helmet and he gets injured, he's going to hold them responsible and he's going to come after them. And he's also threatening to retire from football. He's going to retire after all this nonsense with the Steelers this summer and complaining and whining and wanting to get off of that team. Now, now he doesn't even want to play because of the helmet thing. I think Antonio Brown has been hit in the head way too many times with his old helmet. And uh, maybe that's part of the reason why he's so obsessed is that he just, I don't know, maybe he's got some early onset CTE. Uh, dude, protect your noggin. I get it. Maybe there's a way they could make more isolates. I don't know. But protect your head, man. Because otherwise, what's this football career really going to mean to you? If you say you can retire now, then why are you still playing? Right? The guy wants to be out there. He wants to wear his original helmet. We'll see if the NFL allows it. But uh, keep your eye on that story. Because, uh, wow. Wow, that's a doozy. All right, friends. Uh, we're going to take one more commercial break. When we return, I want to talk about our Athlete of the Week. And I've already name-dropped him twice on the show. But we'll talk more about it in a second. So, um... Oh, and then we'll wrap this whole thing up. Stay with us, friends, because sports, 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 we're going to be right back. Has this ever happened to you? You're out late. Maybe you're having a little bit of fun. Maybe there's a cute girl over there. And you look down and you realize, I forgot to wear my pants today. It happens to me all the time, I swear. Well, do I have the product for you? It's Pants App. It's an app that you press a button and somebody comes by with pants. Just delivers them right to you. He'll even help you put them on for a little additional fee. And his tip is really just zipping up the pants yourself. So you don't even have to tip the guy. Uh, okay, that's a really bad idea. But you know what would be a better one? Your own idea. If you have something you want to advertise on our show, please email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. We're always looking for uh, some folks who want to promote their business. So again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. champions for the first time in franchise history. 
And welcome back to the show. I want to talk about our Athlete of the Week, who is probably one of my favorite basketball players of the last decade, Mr. Carmelo Anthony. And now a few people at home are probably like, because <laughs> he's terrible. I know, I know, but I'm a Knicks fan, and Carmelo is literally the best we've had. Yes, Porzingis was there, you know, for a little bit, but honestly, the guy barely played. He was injured so many times. Good luck with that one, Mavericks. Carmelo Anthony, um, you know, for all the good, for all the bad, the man is a talented player. Yeah, he had his best years. I, I personally think his best years were with Denver. He had some decent years with the Knicks. He got him in the playoffs like, what, two times, three times, something like that. He even got them to the second round. Hey, I'll take it. It's better than what we have now. Um, but, you know, poor Carmelo can't seem to find a landing spot. Uh, I know I like to make fun of him a lot, but, um, you know, he hasn't really gotten along well with others. They thought he was going to be part of this big three uh, in Oklahoma City, and they ended up dumping him, and then he went to the Rockets, and we thought he was going to be a big three with him and Chris Paul and James Harden and the Rockets, and that didn't turn out to lead to anything. There's been constant talks about maybe the Lakers would pick him up, but only because LeBron's his friend. Uh, I think it was Damian Lillard or C.J. McCallum, one of those two on the, the Trailblazers went out the other day and said, oh, Carmelo needs to be signed. He's one of the best players out there, and he's still not signed. It's ridiculous. And somebody said, well, why don't you sign him? And they, their answer literally was, oh, we, we don't have the money. I'm sorry. We, don't, we can't do it. Can't be done. So team, the, the players out there want Carmelo playing. They just don't want Carmelo playing with them. A team like the Knicks actually makes some sense, but some of the, uh, the interested teams that have come up include the Miami Heat, the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Lakers. Competitive teams. It, it doesn't make sense. He's a, great, he's a great player. He could be a starter on a team that has nobody else, because no offense, Carmelo, but you are kind of a ball hog. You like to be the guy. You haven't proven yet that you can come off the bench and still be a starting role player, but he just wants to play. He literally just wants to go out there and play. And so the reason I'm upset about this is is not, do I think Carmelo Anthony deserves a contract? Yes. Is he a superstar starter? No way. The guy's, what, 35 years old? He just he doesn't have it anymore. And that's fine. But his one claim to fame is that he has more gold medals than any other NBA player. Any other, any other basketball player. He has been Mr. Captain America for um, for the United States. And now with the Basketball World Cup coming, all the big-name stars are refusing to play for Team USA. Probably because they want to reserve themselves, don't want to get injured, you got a tough season coming up. But the big names like Harden, uh, like LeBron, um, like Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, they are not playing on this team. They don't want to. They don't want to risk it. Sometimes you got to risk it for the biscuit. But to them, winning an NBA championship is much more important than winning a, a gold medal in a, a who-cares World Cup that the Americans always win regardless. Not that we always win, but like, come on, we've won, what, the last four? So here's Carmelo Anthony now. Doesn't have a team. Wants to prove himself. Here's Team USA, the team he... Look, I'm even wearing Captain America's shirt. Bam! America's ass. Um... That's my second Marvel reference today. Look at that. Um, sorry. So, so here's Captain America for, for Team USA. He's been the guy for, for over a decade now for Team USA. Team USA is literally fielding the C-list stars. Not even the Bs. The Bs don't even want to play there. The C-list players 
And they don't want Carmelo? What? The guy who's led you to so much, you can't even at least put the guy on the bench. But he could score better than most of the other players playing on that court. They don't want Carmelo. He's not cohesive enough. I, I don't really know. But um, to anybody out there who's looking to sign a uh, 35-year-old basketball star, please sign Carmelo Anthony. I don't want to see the guy playing in the big three next year. I want to see the guy thrive, survive, win something. It'd be really nice if he won a championship. This is just one angry Knicks fan to everyone else in the world. Do something for the guy. Sign him to a contract. All right, friends, uh, with that, I think that'll be the end of our show today. Thanks for stopping by. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. I got to wrap it up. You know, the whole spiel. Special thanks, as usual, to Johanna Drago. She is the content editor, set designer, and logo designer for this podcast. Um, also, uh, the music you hear is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Special thanks, as usual, to our social media warriors, Joe Calabro, Mary Kay Albert, uh, Jorge Pajares, and Jamie Grum. Jamie Grum's been a big supporter, mostly because him and I have started our own podcast. Again, that show is called Big Spoon, Little Spoon. You can find us on Facebook. Just type in... Big Spoon, Little Spoon. On Twitter, I think we're at Big Little Spoon. Or you can email us directly, uh, wehateforks at gmail.com. That podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher currently, but uh, we'll be expanding to others soon. And if you like what you heard on this show, you can follow us at Sports... Uh, at uh, Sorry. Sports... 3x podcast on your favorite social media sites. Just type that in either at sports 3x podcast or sports 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 with Nick Drago. Find our logo. It's the blue star, you know, blue background with the star and sports 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 going across, right? Perfect. You can also email me directly sports 3x podcast at gmail.com. Woo! That's some exciting stuff right there. Now, once you like. Once you, once you find us on your social media site of choice, don't forget to like, comment, share, Twitter at us, and shoot us an email. Tweet, tweet, boop, boop, bibbity bop, bop, click that, clip, clap, clip those keys. Did that make sense? It made perfect sense to me. Uh, and you know what? With that, I'll be going to replace Tim Tebow in the Mets minor league system because somebody's got to do it, so it might as well just be me. Thanks for stopping by, friends. Always a pleasure. Can't wait to see you all next week. Remember to like my other podcast, Big Spoon, Little Spoon. Adios, amigos. Caca!